Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk about what we've learned during this whole COVID-19 experience. And excitingly, we're going to hear from voices of people in the Finger Lakes what they've also learned during the past month or so. As always, please stick with us all the way until the end when Sarah and I will tell you what we're looking forward to. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Randy. (laughs) This is month two of recording from afar. Um, Instead of our usual setup in the basement of the Community Foundation together, we are um, not together. So, Sarah, what's your setup looking like? Well, I'm in um, my little makeshift home office, um, surrounded by naughty animals, (laughs) currently wrapped up in a blanket because this is also the coldest room in my house. So, (laughs) Oh dear. And here, you know, it's hard to believe that it's the end of April and it's still pretty cold out. I know. I know. Really looking forward for, to some warm weather, but why don't you tell everybody about your swanky setup? (laughs) (laughs) So in the community foundation right now, we're coming into the office two at a time because some of our processes really do require that we be in the office. So I'm in the office right now and I have built an actual blanket fort (laughs) in my office. Um, So for anyone who's not familiar with the space where I work in the community foundation, we, we work, um, the building we have is a restored post office that was built from 1939 to 1941. So my office uh, is gorgeous. I absolutely adore it. Um, But it has terrazzo floors. And marbling, marble on the walls. So it's sort of the opposite of a good place to record a podcast. (laughs) I'm sitting right now on this like little area rug and under a blanket. And, you know, this is so cozy. I think maybe this should be a way that I work more in the future. So um, maybe I'll start like writing dispatches from the blanket fort. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. But I was thinking, I'm like, no wonder kids, you know, when we were kids, we loved making uh, blanket forts. I this mean, is they're, awesome. They're perfect little cozy setups. It is so cozy. I know. I think that uh, I think I'm onto something. So, <laughs> um, so Sarah, this month we wanted to talk about what we've learned. So, in addition to learning that ba- blanket forts are awesome, <laughs> um, we've now been in this period of distancing um, in order to stay safe and and healthy for over a month. Schools closed about a month ago, and um, we we actually started distancing about. Uh, five days before that. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about what we've learned. What's something that you've learned during this past month? Um, Well, lots, lots and lots and lots. Um, But I think for me, um, this time has really forced me to slow down. Yes. Um, Really forced everybody to slow down. And um, I realized how many different directions I was going, you know, in any certain day. And, and for my son too, he's 12. Um, our lives were just so busy, you know, chocked full of really great things, baseball and school and, you know, all this in fun events and friends and vacations. Um, but it really, so it's made me realize how busy we've been and given, I think all of us time to just really slow down and, notice all the little things. Um, yeah, just a, just a more simpler sort of way of living, which I really enjoy. Um, 
I agree. Yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, mindfulness makes a lot of sense to me. Exactly. And and I'm able to practice mindfulness without having to concentrate on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you you don't have to schedule it in. Yes, exactly. Living in the moment has become the new norm. And there is something really wonderful about it. Um, I know I've realized how much I absolutely love just sitting in our house in the um, our living rooms on the first floor and our daughter's bedroom is on the second floor and hearing her pl- practice her clarinet. Mm-hmm. I can just lay on the couch, um, do nothing but just listen to her practice scales and things. And it's really quite beautiful. And she's been playing a long time now. So she's gotten pretty good at the old clarinet. <laughs> that is something that either I wasn't home before when she was practicing, or I was doing a million things in and out, in and out. And, you know, her, that had become background. And it's really nice to pull that into the foreground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking too, I, um, I really try to give my son, you know, his space when he's, he's doing, um, you know, the, um, daily conferences with his classmates, um, and his teacher online. Um, so he's got his setup in his room with laptop and everything. And, um, but I do, I mean, I eavesdrop on the conversations because, it's a different side of him that I don't yes. get to see, like how yes. he interacts in the classroom with classmates and how he answers questions and, and that sort of thing. And and so for me, that's been a lot of fun, too, to kind of see him as, you know, not necessarily Aiden, my son, but Aiden, the student um, in this other world. So that's been, you know, kind of cool for oh, me, I, too. That's really neat. Um, yeah. I like that you're getting that opportunity yeah. and I like that you have the chance to be home and, yeah. and have that opportunity. Yeah, um, for sure. We are fortunate that that's something we can make work here at the foundation. Yeah. Um, so I've learned something that's almost the opposite end of the spectrum. In addition to appreciating and being in the small moments and being mindful, I've learned, and this is a big takeaway for me, that bold action gets results. Mm-hmm. When you have something as big as a pandemic, you can't nibble around at the edges to protect people and get results. You have to take bold action. It means shutting down a whole state or a whole country for a period of time. And so something I'm learning and I'm really appreciative of the lesson is we have big problems Mm. to solve in our world, in our community. And Let's take that boldness into the future. An example, we've had a problem, a couple of transportation problems, um, you know, road problems here in the, the region, in the Finger Lakes region. And I'll be in meeting after meeting. And what we'll keep hearing or saying even is, oh, the Department of Transportation will never go for that change. Mm. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Now, we don't say that anymore because if it's the right answer, we now can say to the State Department of Transportation, hey, listen, we have to fix this. And the only real solution is this bold action. And I'm thinking about with childcare, for generations we've known we have a childcare funding problem. And the the brilliant people in the countywide childcare agencies that handle the the subsidy programs, they've known that it's going to take bold action to really fix the way we fund childcare. And because of the pandemic, 
we've seen some of those changes take place. Now, of course, right now they're temporary and they're pilots and they're practice rounds or they're just for a small part of the population, but they are the right action. And so I'm looking forward to when this crisis is over saying some of the things we did, we need to keep doing that way. And I'm eager to see us get results on some of those really persistent social problems um, that we now can see clearly how to solve them. And hopefully we're going to kind of get out of our own way. We allow a lot of small thinking to get in the way of big action. Um, right. So. Yeah. So it's it's no longer like acceptable to say, well, no, that's impossible to Yes. To handle because we we are in sort of an impossible situation and we're figuring it out. Um, so yeah, that that's yeah. not a, that's not an answer that that we can have anymore. I love that. Every day, right now, we're proving that the impossible can be possible. Um, so that's a mantra that I want to take into 2021 and beyond. And so I'm eager to look back maybe in five to 10 years and see what the community looks like for the better um, because of things we're learning today. So we're not the only people learning right now. Um, obviously, we have a giant community full of people in the Finger Lakes that are also learning from the experiences of physical distancing, working from home, learning from home. Um, and so we asked you, our dear listeners and the Finger Lakes region, to call in to us with um, what you've learned over the past month. And so we have heard from some really great people. And so what we're going to do now is turn over the podcast to you all, to the community, and we're going to hear straight from you in your own voices what you've learned during COVID-19. All right. Hi, guys. My name is Nathan Parker. Hi, my name is Julia. This is Elaine Spaker from Tanglewood Nature Center and Museum in Elmira, New York. All week long, I've been thinking about what has COVID-19 taught me. I've realized that this unfortunate situation has brought us all so much closer together thanks to one thing, the internet. During this past month, I have found new ways to connect with my family and friends. It's really hard to do work on your laptop. And instead of getting assignments throughout a day with like 80 minutes for each subject, all of a sudden you're getting all your assignments for like a week. People like me who are social doers, always on the go, recharge by being around people. So being in isolation has been very difficult. Learning online hasn't really been the easiest of tasks, but thankfully my school has some wonderful teachers. I do prefer learning online. Throw in the fact that there's nobody to tell us to put our phones away. The other day I spent 40 minutes on TikTok in the middle of a quiz. I learned an endless amount of TikTok dances to the point where my mom thinks it's not healthy. Teaching my dad how to dance in TikToks. And one thing I've taught myself over this time is how to French braid my own hair. You can dress up in a Darth Vader bodysuit and go to Corning Wegmans. I've learned that my staff is dang hardworking and passionate, no matter where they are. I think I've decided to have a future in computer science, so that's just been a really interesting realization. I learned a new word. 
um, throughout this time. It's called smizing. Have you ever heard of smizing? I've been able to connect with a more creative side of myself and finding new ways to stay busy. Over this quarantine, I've learned that there's so much more to school than just the learning. It's the connections, getting to be with your friends and teachers. At 12.15 p.m. every day, I FaceTime my usual lunch table to catch up on our days and eat lunch together. Took a while for my grandparents to figure out how to connect and everything, but once they finally did, it was really great to see them and hear them talk. I've learned what I have always felt was true. People turn to nature when they are stripped of almost everything else. And I think it truly disproves the classic theory that this generation cannot build connections anymore due to our use of the internet. We need to keep smiling. We need to keep smiling authentically with our whole face so that people can see that happiness and that hope um, behind the mask. This crisis has retaught me why I've spent almost my whole life advocating for nature. I mean, there's always ways to connect with family, and I think I'm really realizing that. Those are the people that will be there for you. Like They reach out to you and make an effort to be with you even when they really can't be. Oh my gosh, Sarah, how great was it to hear all of those voices? So great. I just, I love that people actually sent in the recordings, first of all. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the, the, just the variety of different things that folks have learned during the course of the pandemic has been really, really cool. Yeah, I was really struck by the positivity that ran throughout, um, seeing challenges and overcoming them and seeing some of the upsides, like the the young woman who talked about how she actually likes the flexible school schedule right. because it helps her with her, her hours at Wegmans yeah. where she works. Yeah. Um, and how about the kid, the young man who was saying that because he had this downtime, he discovered how much he loves computer programming and now he's thinking he might pursue that? In college, right. which is something that he likely wouldn't have been able to really dive into as much, you know, had we not been in this situation. Um, yes. and, and I particularly, so I particularly love um, the woman who was talking about uh, nature and being outside and that earth hasn't let us down. Um, oh, yes. Which is something that I know I've been doing with, you know, two very, um, active dogs is spending a lot of time outside and by the river and so thankful that we're able to, um, to do that. Oh, same. I have spent a lot of time outside as well, even in this sort of cruddy spring weather. Yeah. Um, and just, there's something about when there's a blue sky, I feel myself just calm down. Yep. Same, same. Well, I'm so appreciative to our community that called in and sent us recordings. Um, and the one last one that I just smiled when I listened, the young woman who talked about her um, appreciation for the internet and how, <laughs> how every day at 1215, she and her group of friends that normally eat lunch at the same table spend time eating lunch together over FaceTime. I think that's a great idea. I adored that. I just, that brought a huge smile to my face. Um, so thank you again to our community for reaching out with the lessons you've learned. Um, you, you mean the world to us. So it was great to hear your voices. All right, Sarah. Well, with that, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> and who knows what the next month will look like ahead? Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Um, being with people again, I think that's, <laughs> yes, you know, um, I've never, so this is funny. I've never really been that big of a hugger. And I know that's something that I have in common with your husband. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, True. But this, like, if not being allowed to have that kind of contact with people, whether it's a handshake or a hug or a pat on the shoulder, or whatever, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to do that again. Not in mm-hmm. a not in a creepy way. But, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, yes. But in a consensual in a way. Consensual way. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna be randomly jumping on strangers and hugging them. Um but the other thing, um, like in the meantime, um, I'm looking forward to planting my garden, just um, yes. being outside and digging in the soil and planting. It's it's always one of my favorite things to do this time of year anyway. So, um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. How about you? Well, well I'm excited for whatever comes out of your garden. So that's... <laughs> Because often that transitions into treats that come into the office. (laughs) So um, actually something really fun happened over the weekend. Um, The Clemens Center would have had their annual event on uh, Saturday night and called Backstage Pass. And that includes an auction. And so because they still need the fundraising revenue, they moved the auction to online. And it was a 24-hour silent auction on their website So Dusty and I, my husband and I, we spent time over the weekend bidding and we were the winners of an auction item that will be um, outdoors. The Radisson Hotel in Corning has an outdoor seating area with fire pits. And so our the bid, the item that we won is the chance to go and have a reserved fire pit um, for an evening and then have like wine and appetizers and, and other, you know, sort of treats and stuff. So I can't wait until the day that we can use that auction. That sounds item. like so much fun. I love that. And I love that we still got to support the Clemens Center, even sitting um, at home in our COVID cozy clothes. Um, and I'm eager to hear how the, the whole experience worked. I'm so worried about our nonprofits. And so it was nice to kick back over the weekend and still be able to support something that's really close to our heart. So yeah, it's kind of a win-win. We got to support really them, awesome. have fun bidding, and then also win that item. Um, I, I actually, so I was scrolling on Facebook this morning, um, just looking at different events and stuff. And I am so impressed by the creativity of both our, you know, small businesses and our nonprofit community, our, you know, arts and cultural institutions on how that they, how they are trying to be so flexible, still provide services um, in this very unique environment right now. So um, they really yeah. are. And I think you know, we always knew they were great. And boy, seeing how they're rising to this occasion of this crisis is just more proof of, like you use the word creativity. We have such a creative community. Um, and yeah, it's nice to see so much taking place. Um, there's really a lot of more good stuff to come. So I'll put one more plug in for flxcalendar.com because uh, that's a great place to see a roundup of everything happening as we're still distancing um, and getting everyone used to using it because soon when we're back out and about, you know, it'll be a great place to check for things happening outside of your house too. Right. And that um, on the calendar too, as long as we're talking about it, they um, have all kinds of COVID-19 related uh, support and resources um, from hotlines to virtual support groups and and all kinds of local information there. So um, hopefully that page will be um, going away. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. You know, we look forward. All this, but um, yes. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Sarah, for chatting with me. Thanks, from it's your, always good to talk to you. From your cozy home office with a blanket, and I'm here in my cozy office office under a big blanket. Um, so hopefully next month we'll be recording together again. I think that's a really nice idea. Um, so that's my I'll have that optimistic feeling that for, you know, in four weeks from today, we will be back in the basement of the Community Foundation. Well, thank you all for listening to the end of this slightly longer version of the Good Works podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out the bonus episode that will also be dropping. In that bonus material, you're going to be able to hear the recordings from the community in their entirety. And I recommend that you listen. Um, I promise it'll, it will bring a smile to your face as well. So as always, we've loved having this conversation with you and we look forward to the next episode of the Good Works podcast. Thank you.